2: everybody. Welcome back to Weird Islanders the podcast from Lighthouse Hockey. My name is Dan. He's Mike. You, you know this. You've you've seen this before. We have done this already. Uh and uh we're back for another episode.
1: Uh how are you doing tonight, Mike? I'm uh excited as I always am for for these for these now uh the the feedback has been much better than I thought I don't know <laughs> what that says about the fan base and the, the listeners we have that I I've probably heard more about the Brian Ralston episode <laughs> of Islander of, of Weird Islanders than I probably have heard of any episode ever yeah of Islanders anxiety uh yeah to, you know specifically so um yeah I mean that's definitely not what I what I thought was going to happen but man mm. I'm really excited now
2: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, the feedback has been great. And uh, I was telling a a friend of mine as I did her Flyers podcast this weekend about the show, and she was like, you know, that's a great idea because we have too many newsy sort of like current event hockey podcasts. Like there needs to be more like kind of non-current event (laughs) hockey podcasts. And I was like, yeah, you can't get less current than talking about guys who played for the Islanders, you know. 10 years ago, but uh, here we are. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, this will be an exciting one. We got a great choice and uh, we got a great guest and I'm happy to bring him on. Uh, If you listen to Islanders Anxiety, and of course, why would you be here if you were not? You know that our favorite sponsor is VintageIceHockey.com, where you can get t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs featuring over 100 classic hockey logos. Well, the founder of that great site is a friend of ours. He's an Islanders fan. He is a former Islanders blogger, and he's an all-around great guy, and we're happy to bring him on and his name is Kevin Schultz. Kevin, welcome aboard the second episode of Weird Islanders, the podcast. Thanks,
0: guys. I appreciate you having me. You're resurrecting my Islander podcast blogging career for, for <laughs> one special night.
2: <laughs> for one very special night, yeah. And uh, the last time I, you and I spoke over something that wasn't like email or Twitter was at a preseason game in Barclays Center. So it's been far too yep. long, and I'm glad that we were able to have this time. And, uh, and I got to tell you, your choice of, of Weird Islander is perfect. So Without further ado, please tell us, Kevin Schultz, your choice for Weird Islander of the evening.
0: Well, he's a former Albany River app, a Massachusetts Garth Snow guy. It is Jay Pandolfo.
2: <laughs> Jay Pandolfo, amazing. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of Garth Snow guys, I think, on yeah. the run of this podcast at some point.
0: It, it, it's a certain type of guy where they, you know, they're from the Northeast. They, you know, definitely played college hockey there. <laughs> you know it's 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 a certain kind of guy you just you
1: know them when you see them
2: yeah definitely and
1: <laughs> yeah you know yeah. them when you hear them too they all yeah. get that boston accent for the most part and um yeah god yeah Jay and off. what's
2: funny is that whenever i think of like a guy like a guy's guy you know person and then their guy like bill parcells is always kind of the first guy i go to but like his guys won super
1: bowls and like garth snow's guys <laughs>
2: Got signed when they were 38 years old to play for the islanders
1: Garth snows uh, guys won the 1992 ncaa championship yeah, yeah. <laughs> for
2: me right
1: yeah, for, me yeah. For me.
2: so uh so kevin tell us why you chose this particular garth snow guy in J pandolfo
0: so it was it was not intentional to follow your uh your brian ralston episode <laughs> with this it was just uh you know the the one that that kind of came to me so Jay's kind of a, I think he's kind of benign as far as weird Islanders go. Um, but he's, he's associated with another, I don't know if they necessarily fit your criteria, but he's associated with another former possibly weird Islander. And there's a little bit of a butterfly effect there. So mm, yeah, it was, uh, It you know, if you were on Isles Twitter or Islanders blogs, in you know twenty ten, twenty eleven, you you know exactly the whole story, but oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's uh I think it's a fun and, and winding road we can go down with this one.
2: Definitely. Definitely. Um before we get to that Weird Islander, let let's start with, with Jay Pandolfo, the man, the player the myth, the legend, whatever. So, second round pick of the Devils—that I did not know.
1: I yeah. would not have. Yeah, he just—he screams undrafted for <laughs> you, like, you <laughs> know, like, like Rafalski and and Pandolfo, right. like I, Green, I, I just, yeah, John Madden, like these guys are all undrafted. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care what it says. He was, you know, that's <laughs> that's not right. And all the way back in nineteen
0: ninety three, I believe it was. Yeah, he had quite a long career.
2: He did. He did. Um, he played for the Devils for was it 13 years, I think, and won two cups with them in 2000 and 2003. And uh, I mean, let, let's be honest. Like he wasn't like a top line goal scorer. I think his max in a season was 14. Like this is not a guy who was meant to go out and score goals. But as a checking forward, as defensive forward for one one of, if not the premier defensive team of their era, uh, he was really good. And he, like, as Mike mentioned, John Madden, he and John Madden combined to form two thirds of a, a pretty darn good line that. Did a lot of work in keeping, helping the Devils a give up no shots on goal and b letting Marty Brodeur be you know Marty Brodeur, but and he was incredibly durable throughout that time too until a hit uh, later on in his career and that's kind of started this sort of run of injuries he couldn't really stay healthy and was in fact unhealthy when he was waived by the Devils in 2009 I believe he was uh, not picked up. He ended up staying out of the NHL for 2009, 2010. Or no, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, 2000, no, 2010, 2011. Uh, and he played a couple of AHL games. And then all of a sudden, the Islanders start um, uh, training camp 2011. And there's Jay Pandolfo. And what's he doing here? All right, we'll give him a shot. And then before you know it, he signs a contract. And now Jay Pandolfo's in the starting lineup every night for the Islanders. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? He was, I think, 36 at the time. I don't have his thing up now, but yeah, it was he just was one of many old devils that ended up on the Islanders <laughs> by very strange means. For good reason, but it was way too late.
1: And there he was. <laughs> that that was also the time when when um you know, this was I guess early stages or or middle stages, I guess, of, of hockey Twitter still. Mm still asc- in ascending into whatever it hellhole it's turned into <laughs> now. But um, I used to get so jealous uh, when other teams would sign guys to PTOs. I would be like, ah, you know, that was such a smart move by the wild to, to bring in that guy who I wish the Islanders, but no matter who it was, it-, it didn't matter if the guy was good or not. Um, I just wanted him because it was a guy out there. And then uh, that, before that training camp, the Islanders, uh, <laughs> Snow went hog wild with with Pandolfo and uh, Steos, And I'm pretty sure, and, and this might be me just stereotyping it because they're both uh, Italian, but I, I'm pretty sure Pandolfo and DPHO were and remain really tight. And I think that was part of the reason they brought him in, not just the Snow connection, because obviously that was there too, but I'm pretty sure uh, that Jay and Rick go back a little bit. Uh, mm. Jay's obviously a little low older than him. Completely different personality than, than PHO mm. too. I, 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 mean, I don't think you can pick two different players in, <laughs> that have ever played in the NHL, but right. that's, that's for some reason that's sticking in my head. Well, that's
0: probably right. Cause, uh, is another, uh, BU guy there. So yeah. uh-huh. both met mm. different times it went to BU.
1: Yeah. And so it all comes back to Rick.
2: Yeah. <laughs> of course. As always. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, Yeah, so I'm on Lighthouse Hockey right now, and I'm looking at the article that Dom posted when they signed Jay Pandolfo, and um, the thing is, too, at the same time, or I guess a day or two before, the Islanders also signed uh, a Mike Leboff favorite, Steve Stales, also came aboard at that exact time, and uh, one of the things that makes me excited for this episode is we have actual video, and uh, one of the videos that I'm going to post to uh, the article when we do this is a autograph signing from adventureland of Jay Pandolfo and Steve Steyos together <laughs> signing <laughs> autographs for a bewildered crowd of Islanders fans that is uh, a which, vibe <laughs> yeah there's a vibe. that's what I was going to say so like this is i mean you know this is your your i mean uh, kevin put me in your shoes you're an early islanders blogger you're a fan and like this is what you have to write about <laughs> steve, you know islanders signing autographs and it's like steve Steyos and jay pandolfo
0: yeah i i think i remember one time i uh you know when I was in high school or something uh seeing Matt Molson doing an autograph signing at an Entenmann's in Minneola. so <laughs> I think it's
1: Brendan Witt oh wh- was, was big at Entenmann's in, in yeah. I re- I, re- I remember being so mad coming home from high school because I missed the Brendan Witt signing at the Entenmann's even though it was yeah. close like these I are two things
0: after. that
2: happened that's amazing <laughs> yeah. That is amazing.
1: But I don't know why I was
0: always at an entomist. I don't know either. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. they,
2: they, they must have been a sponsor. I mean, I mean, from the player's perspective, I get it because then you sign autographs for an hour and then you get all the donuts and crumb cake you can take home. But like, if, why were they there in the first place? I have no idea. So That's pretty funny. <laughs> if you look,
1: uh, I, I like looking at the comments of these the signing thing. And uh, Dan, you had a great comment on the uh, J. Pandolfo. Signing article by Dom, and it was the headline of the comment was "It also works," and then the bo- the the text was "If they sign Kyle Wellwood," <laughs> <laughs> I I wrote that I yeah. can't see that why why yeah, not? It yes, it's by Dan Saracini. Wow. On, uh, October fourth, two thousand eleven. uh wow. yeah, yeah, you really you, you were you were really going after Kyle Wellwood then. then i guess yeah, I really the, the Nick Benino of of two thousand eleven
0: for you. Yeah. I I think it shows a little bit too in that uh in that article, how, uh, the Islanders were, were reaching for depth at this point, even though they did have, you know, the, the core with Tavares and Akposa and Molson, mm. they were reaching a little bit cause Dom was, you know, talking about how, yeah, they might, they might sign him to a two way, you know, yeah. uh, if he's lucky, if he does a really lightning in a bottle camp and it's like, nope, areas, he he's, he's full time. He's on the roster guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah And, and that's a, that's a perfect segue to, uh, jay pandolfo's one and only goal as an islander uh it came about in november of that year and if i showed you the list of guys on that roster and i was like okay two of these guys assisted on jay pandolfo's only goal that year i don't know if you'd be able to pick out these two guys uh and i'm gonna put in the video here
0: after releasing the puck to the slot
2: but it couldn't be sent any further by Matthew Dosh. And back come the Islanders. They stay on side. The pass to Bailey. He centers. They score. Jay Pandolfo going to the net. So, yeah. So, basically, it's uh, Martin and it's, it's Pandolfo <laughs> from Bailey and Martin. <laughs> like, and they're coming up the ice. And the Islanders already have one nothing lead on the Canadians. And uh, it's a pretty damn nice goal, I got to tell you. And if you, again, had to pick the three guys – that would have combined to score that pretty darn nice goal against uh, Peter Budai and the Montreal (laughs) Canadiens. I don't think you would have come up with those guys, but that was it. That was the one goal for Jay Pandolfo in his one year as an Islander and his hundredth of his NHL career. And the other
1: 99 all got scored for the New Jersey Devils. (laughs) I I think, um, you know, we, we, we think about Pandolfo like when we'll get to it, obviously every, every Islander fan has a, that, that was around and, uh a fan back then of age and just absolutely you're know, dealing with the pain of rooting for this team in, during that season uh they remember jay pandolfa for two things one of them w- will be the you know kind of the crux of this episode but the other <laughs> one is that he scored one goal like he just he, I, I distinctly remember that and and you know not not every one goal season is created equally and this was one goal season that this this felt like a one goal season like zach parisi's current season it doesn't really feel like one no. You know, he's doing a lot more out there. He's chugging along every every shift. And not to say Pandolfo wasn't uh, a hard worker, because I think that's how he kind of built his career. But um, that that one goal season certainly felt like that was the ceiling. It was uh, the Jay Pandolfo. He scored that goal against the Canadians. And you knew he wasn't mm. going to get another one. No, no.
2: Um, I would have thought that his one goal would have been a shorthanded goal. But uh, yeah, well, yeah. Um, but it was not, it was a, it was a, an even shrink goal. So let's get to the crux. As you said, we've danced around it enough. Um, Kevin mentioned it right off the top. So Jay Pandolfo, his two most frequent line mates that year on the fourth line of the Islanders were two people, Marty Reisner, another, <laughs> another guy who's definitely going to end up on this show at some point, and And, uh, and a young rookie at the time named Nino Niederreiter. Now Nina Ryder we all know the story now. Maybe if you don't, congratulations, because you missed a very terrible time in Islander fan history. But he'd been drafted fifth overall. He he had an incredible World Junior champ, Championship. He looked to be a stud, and he came on to play. He scored a goal. Well, he, he I think he was hurt at a camp, came back, scored a goal, immediately got hurt again, came back and got saddled with fourth liners for the rest of the season. And he had no luck. He was not having a good time. He was not very good defensively. That team was absolutely terrible. And he was saddled with two guys that were literally old enough to be his father. And this is one of the singular worst seasons in NHL you know, rookie history. So, I mean, Kevin, you, you brought it up. like That season really does stick out as just an unbearably awful time for everybody, basically. Even just us sitting at home watching it.
0: Yeah, I mean it was you, you know, you take this uh I, I think Nino was the number 5th overall. Yeah. And you just you staple him not to the bench, but you staple him to the fourth line <laughs> with two guys who are you know, they're they're fine but they're career defensive forwards. Yeah. And you're you're putting your you know, fifth round, you know, hot shot winger <laughs> you know, who scored over a point per game in, in Portland mm. with them. And on top of that, you have this this kind of very strange thing. You know, this was a, a very hot, you know, crazy point blank comment section thing at the time, and I know it was on Twitter as well. But all the, you know, Charles Wang doesn't want to spend money, and that you know, I, I think you talked in the last episode about trying to just hit the cap floor and all that, and yeah, and it was really that was you know it was happening. It it was not just a uh, you know, a crazy thing. that's, that's what they were doing. And <laughs> I actually went back and, you know, since Point Blank's articles were gone, I was trying to see what I was saying about this. And, you know, Twitter, Twitter keeps everything. So I searched my Twitter for <laughs> Pandolfo mm-hmm. and I apparently was, was speculating that they were uh, the Islanders were trying to skirt the cap. And I, I don't know this for sure. Cause this is 10 years ago, but mm. supposedly there were bonuses in there that like, yeah, e- even Pandolfo might've had. And there were, you know, I was tweeting about how you know Ralston could get sent down, but he would still count against the cap. But Steos and Pandolfo would not, and <laughs> it it was a very strange time. And I, I don't know if Nino was stapled to the fourth line because there were maybe incentives in, in his contract, but it was just, yeah, it was a slow motion car crash of just every <laughs> every game being like, guys, can you just just put him with Bailey? Like just just do. <laughs> do anything with him please and it just the entire season it just did not happen and it was it, it was still just one of the most bizarre things of just yeah everyone's watching this everyone's kind of like why like yeah. what what are you doing and then you know we can we can i don't know if we want to skip ahead but then you know you get to you get to the next season and it's really even wilder where you know, is not picked for the team at a camp, and then that's where his trade request comes in, and it's yeah. all kind of yeah. This goes from
2: there. This season was sort of the beginning of the end, you know. I mean, and and I think even he was probably like, maybe today's the day that I get to play with Bailey right. Nielsen, maybe Tavares, you know, like one of these guys. But nope, Marty Reisner again, <laughs> and Jay yeah, Pendolph on the other side.
1: You think Oliver Wallstrom not playing with Matt Barzell? And, and playing with JG right. Pajot and Jack right. Parisi is a problem. Wait till, the the tired wired thing is that here's here's Jay Pandolfo and Marty Reasoner with Dino with, you know, Niederreiter. Right. Uh but I mean it, it another thing about that team I remember pretty well was that Oposo it took a while for Oposo to get going that year and, and I, I did the same thing you did, Kevin, earlier today and I saw that I was complaining on Twitter that when <laughs> Pan, when when Pandolfo scored that goal, my I did tweet right after it and I tweeted at you. <laughs> I said, J- Jay Pandolfo has more goals than Kyle Oposo and Blake Como combined at Schultz 88. <laughs> wow! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, what date was that? That yeah, was <laughs> November 17, twenty eleven. So he didn't November? have a single goal until Op- I guess Oposo wow. hadn't yet, and then Jeez. but because he's he, I remember him finishing the season that year really strong. I think Bailey yeah. did as well, and they started to kind of put it together. Um, but there was he Pandolfo wasn't the only one who scored one goal that season. There were there were a lot of islanders who scored who landed on one uh in, in that year and they are all uh just gems. You know, the, the legend Dylan Reese, but his was only in 28 games and he's a defenseman, so that's appropriate. <laughs> of course Marty Reasoner. Right. Uh he Well he and Nino known. too. And I was gonna say yeah <laughs> that whole line was Pandalfo, niederreiter and Reasoner all landed on one goal in fifty plus games. Mark Eaton, also a one goal guy. Steve Staelus, unfortunately, never got on the board, but yeah, uh, that's so, not he was he was contributing elsewhere.
0: So, so speaking of the stats, I have a you know a question for you guys, and mm. you know you, you guys might have seen the stats, but the listeners can play along if uh, if they probably haven't seen it. Can you name two Islander goalies that season that had more points than Nino Rider? Oh wow!
2: Wow.
1: Which, well, that was by the way,
0: there were five Islander goals yeah, that, that season. Was
1: season that's, that was the season that they, they signed Bakov on waivers, and he he didn't want to come over at first because he the, the Red Wings oh actually gosh. signed him, right? Yeah. And then, then he had to go through waivers, and then Snow ruined his day. Did everything uh, but, happen?
0: It feels like everything happened that season. Oh
1: yeah, it was. It, that, I think it's it's a weird one because you go back to 2011-12, and it was it was the, the launch pad. It was, should have been the launch pad for the Tavares Corps, but it ended up kind of just being a long con for this one a little bit because uh, you think about Niederreiter asking for the trade that ends up putting, bringing Clutterbuck over to, to put together the fourth line that's still intact. Mm. Uh, and then th- there's yeah, just like so many there. other things like that, but um, yeah, I would guess. So I guess Nabakov is would be one and I'm, I'm trying to guess the five goalies it would be Nabakov, Montoya, yep. Kulin, yep. DiPietro. Yep. Who am I missing? Koskinen, Nathan Lawson. Oh,
0: this Lawson? this is a weird one.
1: Oh, I know who it is. He, he's he's uh he's large. Uh, yeah, Anders Anders Nilsson. Yeah. Oh,
2: wow. Wow. Jeez, Christ. Okay. So I'm going to go with Ricky as one of the two. And if it's not I,
1: Ricky, that I feel terrible for Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and I I
2: guess Montoya. I I, I wasn't sure if it was, he was that year or the year after. But
0: Mike, did you have a guess? I'm going to guess.
2: Him? I'm going to guess. Net
0: in the back and Rick, yep. So definitely Rick. Rick had two assists in eight games. I mean, that's wow. that's not bad rate there. <laughs> and Kevin Poulin picked <laughs> yeah, up that's an not assist. Not a bad rate at
1: all. Kevin Poulin.
0: Kevin wow. Poulin. Wow. So in wow. fifty-five games, Nino picked up a goal and zero assists. My God, yeah, right? It is just
1: that's wild. amazing that yeah that's you know at some Man. point you wonder like you, you, obviously he was he was he was not happy with his playing time and you just Man. think all right so we probably didn't pick up on it because we we felt bad for him too we were rooting for him out of those three obviously that he probably was just dogging Man. it all season and not doing anything Th- but there, uh yeah was that There's, the season that Rick wore the the cat eye Chris Osgood helmet too was that or is that a little late, later
2: that was the year he broke his jaw right so that would have been later i think Got or this it.
0: was I think that this was the year after the Penguins brawl.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, because that was 2011. Yeah. Yeah, and this was 2012. Yeah. So that would have been...
1: This was his second or last season. Yeah. My God, imagine how different the brawl would have been if Jay Pandolfo and Marty Reasoner <laughs> were around. Instead, they would have be been like, I'm not getting yeah. involved in this for this team." No Are you kidding me?
2: Um, the, the whole Nino thing has so many layers to it. I mean, it could almost be like its own 30 for 30. Like, you've got the whole Pandolfo, Reasoner aspect of it and our I, I apologies to marty reason he might not have been old enough to be nino's father at that point pandolfo <laughs> definitely was but maybe Reasoner not so much i don't have a hockey uh, uh, reference up uh, at the moment but uh the other thing is is uh, the the contract issue which kevin talked about before like they needed that cap in and he was making like 2.7 million that year like that was his AAV that year as a rookie, so he must have been one of the highest paid Islanders. It was probably like Tavares, Oposo, Bailey, and Niederreiter. You know, were probably the highest paid Islanders at the time. Um, but then there's also like he had no luck whatsoever. I mean, so, I mean, it's hockey. You think he would just score another goal by accident, throwing it towards it? Nope. This was one of those seasons, like kind of like the Islanders are having right now, not an ounce of luck to be found anywhere. But he didn't really like kind of take the initiative. And I mean, maybe he was young and and he, he wanted something a little bit more and he never really kind of took to the whole like, all right, well, if they're going to play me with these defensive guys, I need to play a little bit more defensive hockey. It just never sort of materialized. And that's kind of why, like when people get mad about Barry Trotz again, like not playing Kiefer Bellows or Walsham higher in the lineup, like every coach is kind of wired this way, where if you're going to give up scoring chances on the other end, You're going to end up either on the fourth line or sitting on the bench. And when you're stuck with a player like Jack Capuano was, and I'm not defending this whole thing. Trust me. I promise you. But like you're stuck with this guy. You can't get rid of him because you need his his cap. So you can't send him down to the minors. You know, he's he's not kind of like cognizant defensively yet because he's an 18 year old kid. Obviously, he's not. Uh, what do you do? And so you stick them with two defensive, you know, forwards that are going to limit scoring chances. And what happens? He scores one goal in a season. So like, it's kind of like so many of these different layers. And then, like you said, the fact that there's this butterfly effect of like it snowballs into the next season, the the uh, the lockout season, where coming out of the lockout, the Islanders pick up five guys on waivers, and they leave Nino back in in Bridgeport. <laughs> then it just exacerbates the whole thing. And now we're off and running, and and well, here's Cal Clutterbuck, and I remember that very, very well. But uh, yeah, this is this is why the other thing too is like, yes, this was the season that we had Brian Rolston, and we talked about him last week. But there's a huge difference between Pandolfo and Rolston in that at least Pandolfo tried; like he was out there doing what he could do, and there was some effort involved. And Rolston, not so much. But he got third line time, and Nino you know, got fourth line time <laughs> because of circumstances, basically.
1: Yeah, I can remember. In, in my head like how he rose being like uh the if the, the islanders needed a big penalty kill you yeah. know, capuano's gonna tap reasoner and pandolfo <laughs> their their ace their ace penalty killing duo and um uh, you know, I'd, I'd have to look up what their their pk was that year i'm sure it was, it was got awful because the team was <laughs> got awful but you know there was some like there was some uh uh you know you did there was a role for, for, for Pandolfo and he played it where there was a role for Ralston and he kind of just was like, I'm, I'm better than this. And, and that do, it does show you that like, you know, as much as, as Jay Pandolfo is, we can lampoon him for, for his stand as an Islander, because I think you know, we're, however many episodes we do of this, there's going to be some guys who at the very end, we can ask, you know, as many hockey fans as we want, if, 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 if they could. Uh, if if they even remember Jay Pandolfo as an Islander because I think most <laughs> people would say no like I, th- that's not true that you know true or false this guy played for an Islander I think Pandolfo would probably register a lot of falses and mm-hmm. uh, more than any but he did like you said like there, I think there was um, he did end up Helping like the greater good of of that core for that core, whereas Ralston s- certainly did not. No, uh, at all. It didn't come close. He probably sent him back a little bit. Um, and uh, I I do wonder too, like like Pandolfo, he he was coaching for a while. I think he's now with coaching BU or something. But he was coaching with the Bruins for a while. And and if you if he came around, you know, UBS Arena or something, and you know, people were talking like, oh yeah, it's Dre Pandolfo. If he would realize. What his Islander legacy is because every every you play for the Islanders you're gonna have a legacy no matter what and you, his, oh your legacy is that you played with Nino a <laughs> and basically <laughs> made him cry his way off Long Island but like right. that is just such a funny way to be remembered by an entire fan base that's how everybody does it you bring up Jay Pandolfo to any Islander fan and the first thing you know the word association game would be Jay Pandolfo Nino Niederreiter. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. and you know a little bit of a, a bad break for jay as well that season I, I had a note he apparently broke his foot in in November of that season so i don't know if he did it after he scored that goal in november but
2: wow so he played uh, the basically the whole season on a broken foot
0: or a, he was he was out for some amount of time
2: oh all right so, oh but yeah that part i didn't remember so um and- a- Oh, sorry, what were you going
0: to say? Oh, no, and I have one other one other weird fact I wrote down as I was searching Twitter. There apparently at some point was a, a fake Jay Pandolfo impersonator on Twitter.
1: <laughs> I, I tweeted it. It I must have it happened. I don't think it was me, but I hope it wasn't.
2: I mean, if that isn't the most hockey Twitter thing ever, I don't know what it is. The fake Jay Pandolfo. Is it Jay Pandolfo's ego? Is that what it was called? I, I'm not sure. I just had uh, a
0: reference that <laughs> that it it happened. (laughs) That's so funny.
2: Oh my God. I hope, I hope that person's still out there. I don't know. (laughs) That would be really funny if that person is still out there. Um, I found out again, through searching the, uh, lighthouse hockey archives that he was the Islanders, uh, professional hockey writers association chapter, uh, nominee for the Masterton trophy that year, because he had come back from injury and, uh, he had missed the entire previous year with after having soldier, shoulder surgery, I believe, and uh, came back and, again, played a whole season for the Islanders. And so he, he should have been lauded for that for sure. I have absolutely no – he did not win the Masterton Trophy that year. Apparently, I had a strong feeling about it because I was uh, quoted in the article <laughs> that uh, we posted. Uh, and I have no recollection of this whatsoever because uh, I would have given uh, the Islanders Masterton to Steve Steyos. For uh, <laughs> just surviving, coming <laughs> back, the dedication <laughs>
0: to
1: hockey, but for
0: going uh, to Adventureland, yeah. yes.
1: <laughs> oh man, imagine Steve Stais like he, he comes from um, the the bulk of his career playing for the Oilers, went to a Stanley Cup final with them, and uh, you know we know that market fan base. Uh, and then you he, you tell him, oh yeah, you're going to do, be doing an uh, autograph signing at, a, at an amusement park. He probably. You know his his mind probably goes to stuff that he did with the Oilers, where maybe it's a lot more people just mm. st- strolling through with drawstring backpacks than there would be at, at Adventureland, and a lot of people would know. Oh, there's Steve Stai. It's like it, it, <laughs> for us. It's probably like people are like, dude,
2: yeah, who? who?
1: <laughs> How do you say that last name?
2: Yeah, the video of the autograph signing is is has to be seen because everybody everybody's like very cordial, but I don't know if anybody actually wants to be there. The players,
1: you know, the people. It's weird. There were a lot of pictures from those Adventureland signings. I, I, I want to say it was Bailey, or it might be, maybe it was Franz Nielsen. Somebody's Wikipedia for a while. <laughs> what picture was was an uh, a picture from the Adventureland signing, and. Mm-hmm. It was just like this, like blurry picture, and I think it was Nielsen of him, like in like a, a you know golf shirt with an Islander jersey pulled over it, like smiling with someone, <laughs> and they're cu- cropped out of the photo. And you're like, that's "No, amazing. that's definitely Adventureland." Just because if it's not Entomans, it, it's it's Adventureland. <laughs> that's excellent.
0: Somebody needs to go on Jay's Wikipedia and change his picture to to Nina now. That, that's the, <laughs> the listener assignment.
2: There should be really like you ever like on your, when you're on Wikipedia and it's like. There's a, another entry it, attached to that one and there's like a whole other link. So like if you look up like Batman, like Batman's villains get a whole other page at Wikipedia, if not multiple pages, there should be like a link to the Nita Rider season from J. Pandolfo's Wikipedia page to that to explain how this whole thing unfolded in its many, many uh, disturbing layers. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think that about, yeah. Oh, anyway. So he spent one season with the Islanders, uh, but, but he played a a handful of games with the Bruins a year later, did not score any, uh, goals. And, uh, that was the year the Bruins went to the cup final and they lost to Chicago. I, I don't, he didn't play any playoff games that year. So I don't know if he was on, maybe just, uh, hanging around with the team that year or whatever. And, of course, 2012, the year he played for the Islanders, the Devils went to the cup final that year. Uh, so uh, he he missed out on a couple of runs from uh, a couple of teams and sandwich in the middle was that completely terrible Islander season that we're all sitting what, here still talking about.
1: You know what's, what else is funny about that is that Jay Pandolfo, in his one year as an Islander, got to do something that very few Islanders got to do, which was where those, those black rumored to be Cameron Wong designed Oh. Jerseys where it was the black which just it just said Islanders yeah above the number the lacrosse remind me about those oh, oh yeah the that's is. our logo man
2: yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the weird
1: Islanders yeah. logo it's just like J so it's somewhere in one of in, in a closet somewhere there's a there's a J Pandolfo black <laughs> and gray Islanders wow. jersey yes. I, I remember
0: so many tweets of people asking. uh uh, me or uh, Eric Hornick? What, what's their record in those jerseys? What's their record? I'm like, it's it's not good in the jerseys. It's not good out of the jerseys. Oh my god.
2: Yeah, that's true. Oh my god. Yeah, that was the first foray into black, and yeah. then they would get the uh, the Barclays Center, you know, the black jerseys that were very popular. I know I always tell people, you know, out of market, like you, people made fun of those jerseys, and they weren't they weren't. I didn't particularly care for them that much, but people really liked them. So I mean, there you go. And now apparently somebody working for the devils liked them so much that they <laughs> took the same exact Jersey wrote Jersey on it and gave it to the Devils. So
0: so I actually have a funny, uh, unsubstantiated rumor about those jerseys. I, I had been, and it's, it's so many years and I was never able to track it down. These are the Barclays told, center,
2: like the black and white jerseys uh, or the no, lacrosse. These are, these are the black and blue
0: ones. Okay. Is, is that's the correct one we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I had been told and never confirmed that they were a design for the thrashers, but the thrashers had jumped to Winnipeg. So it just kind of was, wow. was unused and the Islanders somehow wow. or another picked that up.
1: That's mind boggling. I'll subscribe to that. Yeah. I, mean, I
0: believe it. I, Me too. But it's a UFO, you know?
2: Right. Yeah. No, that makes <laughs> sense. I mean, Hey, Hey, listen, I think the statute of limitations has passed on whether or not that has to be yeah. true or not. And I think we're all like, we just got to go with it. I totally, cause I can see that logo. Like I can see that Thrasher's logo or like the third, remember the third logo. Well, they had a, they had the, the sort of round one with the round bottom and the whole bird on it. But then you had sort of the front bird. It looked like a T. I could see either one of those Jersey the logos uh, yeah. on that Jersey. So, uh, and it wouldn't have been the one with Atlanta down the one sleeve. So, wow. That's see, this is what's great about, look at this two episodes in, we're already doing things that no other Islanders podcast can do. We're, we're, we're breaking down barriers here. This is an amazing <laughs> experience. <laughs> where,
0: where else can you go to get Jay Pandolfo and the Atlanta right. thrashers? Right. In the Same episode in
2: the same episode and Endedman's because now, I mean, yes. why not? Obviously. Yeah. Um, This has been a great experience. Uh, And as I tell people every week on Islanders Anxiety, VintageIceHockey.com is an incredible site. It's not just selling shirts and and mugs and and hoodies uh, and uh, sweatshirts and all kinds of, and jerseys now too. We'll get to that in a second, and hats. Um, But there's articles in there about team histories that you write, right? I mean, you write those for most of the teams, right? right? Most of them have those little histories there.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's a lot of fun trying to track down even the most obscure teams possible. I, I was going today searching newspapers trying to figure out who the Fitchburg Trappers were, who played six games in the Atlanta Coast League in 1981. Where, so if anybody knows is, that, please reach out to me. Where <laughs> is there's nothing Fitchburg? on them? But oh uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's really a lot of fun. It's a lot of there's interconnected history. There's just mm. interesting history. Uh we just put up the Kentucky Thoroughblades, which, which is a, a, was an Islander farm team.
2: Yeah, classic, classic nineties logo. Even yes. come was in teal, which is the perfect color <laughs> mm-hmm. for, sure, for a logo like that. And where is Fitchburg? Is that in is Mississippi?
0: Massachusetts. Massachusetts, yes. So Okay.
2: Well there you and, go. And who
0: is the uh the the Thoroughblades greatest player? Do you guys know this
1: one? Was it uh Ziggy palfy I'm going to go with Zdeno Chara.
0: It, it was a Z. It's oh. big Z, Zdeno Chara?
1: Wow. Uh,
2: yeah. I remember him briefly playing for... And that was Butch Goring's team, right?
0: Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I, I know Butch <laughs> was out in Utah. I don't remember if... Yeah. I, I got to look up who the Thoroughblades coach was.
2: I thought that was him. Because uh, I know he he had coached. Well, I guess not. Maybe not. I don't know. But anyway. But uh, you can find out all this and more by going to vintageicehockey.com. And, of course, they also uh, house our Al Arbor t-shirts. And you can get those there, too. And Kevin very dutifully, uh, very wonderfully sends our portion to the Center for Dementia Research. If you've bought a shirt, thank you very much. Because your your donations have gone directly to the Center for Dementia Research. Um, this has been great. Uh, Kevin, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, is there anything you want to let anybody know before uh before we uh we uh, wrap it up.
0: I oh, appreciate the time. Uh if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, it's schultz88 and I uh, I appreciate everyone from uh Island's Anxiety who's who's bought the shirts, used the discount code and uh, the code is currently not working, but we will we are fixing that. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me and it was a lot of fun to to get back into this and go down memory lane to apparently 2011 is was now eleven years ago.
2: Oh my god, that's insane. Yes,
0: it's wild, but it was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it feels like just yesterday. Yeah, uh, Jay Pandolfo was blocking shots for the Islanders <laughs> in, front, in I, front of Mark Eaton and, Jay oh and Steve Steos and Milan yurchina
0: Milan
2: yurchina Milan Lucic. Yeah, when
1: you talk about the the record with the jerseys, that when you when you know, if you asked Jay Pandolfo, oh, did you know what your legacy was with the Islanders and we'd have to tell them that's the Nino Niederriter thing. And then you think about your China and you're like, Oh, well, do you know what your legacy with the Islanders is? And we're like, Oh, we never lost when you were in the lineup, which is strange because we didn't win many games that year. Did you just never play?
2: For your China like, anomaly. One of the early, very early memes at lighthouse hockey. So yeah, that was a weird thing. That's going to, that's going to require a lot of research <laughs> to yeah. find the exact, the exact number of games they won with him in the lineup, but uh, we'll get there. But yeah. Wow. 11 years ago. I know. I can still picture these guys playing for them. I mean, I thought J.P. and Alpha played more than one season for the Islanders last week. So like, it you know, felt like it. It did feel <laughs> like it. It was the longest season I could remember in a long time before this one. Anyway. Uh, all right. Well, thank you very much, Kevin Schultz, for coming on with us. Everybody, make sure you check out vintage We'll be back again at some point later uh, with another weird Islander. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye.